Thanks for joining us at Faith. We hope the message you're about to hear encourages your day and draws you closer to Jesus. If you'd like to join us for service or find out more about the church, visit faith.church. That's faith.church. Well, good morning, Faith Bible Chapel. It's so good for all of us to be together this morning and worshiping. We had an amazing time last Sunday. And for those of you who joined us at our live drive-in service, thank you so much for coming. It was a blast. For those of you who joined us online, thank you so much. It was such a good day celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ and hearing of the benefits. And I also want to thank you for for joining our Daily Hope videos. And if you haven't watched some of those, just, just jump on and take a look at it every day because I want all of us as a church hearing an encouraging message together, the same one every day that can help us take a step forward. I want to help you continue to to be in victory through this season, through this time. And I want to let you know I love you. I miss you. I pray for you every day. But I am excited about what God is leading us into, into this next series, which I'm going to be starting today. And I titled it, Be Free. And the reason why I chose this title is because coming out of the resurrection of Jesus, it's important for us to understand what Jesus has done for us, not just the benefits like we heard last week, but also the long-term effects of our relationship with him, understanding the heart of who God is and how he demonstrated that heart through his son, Jesus Christ. And so I'm just really thrilled what God's going to do in your life, in your relationship with him, in your family, and all of our lives together, because I want you to be free. I want you to be free from anything in your life that God doesn't want to be there. I want you to be, be I want you to be free. And, and the answer to you being free is Jesus. And so we're going to step into this. I titled today's message, Jesus' Grace plus nothing equals everything. It equals everything. I want us to fully walk in and fully understand the grace of God in our lives, and to walk in freedom. I want you to be free. Freedom from fear, which all of us have the opportunity to walk in today. Freedom from anxiety, freedom from guilt, freedom from shame. Freedom from from feeling like God is displeased with you in some way. That somehow that maybe you're not accepted by God. I want you to be free from those emotions and those feelings and want you to understand the grace of God through his son, Jesus Christ. So we're going to be looking at the book of Galatians over the next several weeks. And so here's important for you to understand. The book of Galatians is about freedom. Wherever you are today, just say freedom. Come on, say freedom. Not William Wallace style freedom. Just say freedom. That's good, good. Paul wrote this book and the whole theme of this book is this. He's talking to a church And he's telling them, don't let anybody steal your freedom. Don't let anything steal your freedom, including your own mind, including your own thoughts. Don't let that steal your freedom. That's what this is about. And as you read through the book of Galatians, you can almost hear Paul. He's he's really frustrated. He's mad that somehow people are losing their freedoms. And we'll talk more about that today. But he started this church in Galatia. And uh, after he had, he had left the church, this group of people moved into the church. They were what was called Judaizers. And Judaizers were a group of people who said that, that, that you can be a Christian. Yes, you can be a Christian. These were, these were Jews who were following Jesus, but they were telling this church 
But if you want to be a real Christian, if you really want to be a Christian, you've got to keep all the rules and all the regulations that were all set up, that, that were set up in the law. Now, here's, here's the truth of all of this. Your mark of you being a Christian is about freedom. This is what Jesus went to the cross, is to give you freedom. That's why Jesus said in 832, he said this, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Jesus is all about freedom. He also says in 836, he says this, if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Also in 2 Corinthians, Paul says this, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we are in a season right now that we need to walk in the freedom that Jesus has purchased for you. And in order for you to experience, please hear me today, the full freedom, you must understand. I want you to understand so much God's grace, especially in times like today times like this season, times as we're navigating the virus and social um, distancing and, and all of us being quarantined. And when we start going through difficult times, and I know some of you are, when we start um, dealing with things that are difficult, we, we can start thinking this, and maybe you can resonate with this. Somehow, maybe I've lost God's favor. Maybe I need to do something to get it back. Or maybe I need to pull some levers. Maybe the reason why things aren't going as well as, as maybe I, they used to be is because I need to pull some levers of performance for God and show Him that, God, see, you can still love me the same. God, I need to do something extra because what I'm doing now maybe isn't enough. And God, I want you to show your attention to me like you used to. And God, I, I want to earn your blessing. I want to earn your provision for my life. God, that, let me do something that shows you that I'm worthy of your care and love. But that's not the grace of God. That's not the grace of God. And here's the truth. Everything about the American way, the American way of life, teaches you this. You know what? You get what you earn. You made your bed, you lay in it. If you want to succeed, then you better work hard. You, come on, roll your sleeves. Get some elbow grease. That's the American way of life. We value effort and sweat and sacrifice, and you get what you deserve in life. But here's the truth about the American work ethic. The only problem with that is that God doesn't operate in the American work ethic. That's not how he operates. It makes it difficult many times for us to understand the grace of God. Because God operates in grace. We operate and one plus one is two. That's not how God operates. And even after we're saved... And I've had the struggle with this in my own life. Even after we're saved, there's this performance mentality that we struggle with. Even through these difficult times, and I'm sure some of you that maybe you, you've lost your job or some of you have gone through difficult times and, or maybe you're struggling with, with anxiety or fear and you think, you know what? First, um, what did I do that has, has now changed God's mind about him taking care of me? But this is what's important. The death and the resurrection of Jesus tells us that we did nothing to earn God's 
grace. Nothing. We did nothing to earn his favor. You did nothing to earn his favor. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for you. This is what I want you to understand today. This extravagant, overwhelming um, idea of God's grace that cannot make any sense to the human mind. Because we're based off of, if I do this, then I get that. If I do this, then I get that. The cross demonstrates that you are not the one that makes your way to God. Actually, it's the opposite. It demonstrates that God was the one who made his way to you. It was God who did that. I want you to understand, and God wants you to understand, that in times like we are in today, what you're dealing with, God has made a way for you to access all that you need in your time of need and in time of trouble. God has made a way. And Galatians shows us it is by the grace of God and only the grace of God. I want you to walk in the confidence and the freedom in God through Jesus Christ. I want you to know something today. He sees you. He knows you. You can trust him. His grace is available to you today. You can't earn it by jumping through some spiritual hoops. But you can accept it by putting your trust and confidence in him. This isn't just about salvation. This is about you putting your trust and confidence that God's my provider. The Lord is the one who sees me. The Lord is the one who heals me. The Lord is the one who calms my fears. We, we are living right now. In a day where fear, honestly, it is rampant in our, in our community, in our nation, in the world. Anxiety is creeping at the foot of our beds every morning. Doubt is starting to burrow its way into our hearts. But listen to me today, church. Listen to me. You take heart in Jesus' name because God will protect you. He will keep you. He will provide for you. He will love you. He will console you. He will empower you. He's provided all that you need already. He's done it. You can be free from all those things of fear, anxiety, worry. And you can start to rest in his grace because God has you. Not in your abilities, not in your efforts, in his grace. I want to give you two things as we just kick off this message today that we can all struggle with. And it can get in the way of you living in the full benefits and the full um, grace of God. It, it can actually limit you from Resting in God's grace. It can limit you from resting in God's provision. It can limit you from resting in God's protection. So two hindrances that keep us from the book of Galatians and to your heart today from walking in freedom. The first one is this. Perfectionism. This can keep you from walking in the grace of God. And resting, listen, God wants you to rest. I want you to rest. I don't want you worrying and fretting and wringing your hands and, and filled with fear. That is not what God has for you. And perfectionism can cause us to not access the peace and the joy 
Perfectionism is believing or trying to please God by being perfect. Really, the, the definition is this thinking that I must be perfect in order to please God. The church in Galatians was doing the same thing. They, they thought, you know what, I, we have to be perfect by, by our own human efforts. If I do this, then I can get what God has for me. I want you to listen to what Paul said to them, to some of them who were struggling with perfectionism. He said, oh foolish Galatians, who has cast an evil spell on you? Like, what, what are you doing? How foolish can you be after starting your new lives in the spirit, meaning in Christ Jesus, why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human efforts? Why are you doing that? Stop it. Paul is writing them and, and God's telling you today, stop this. Why are you, why are you trying to, to change a gift that you received freely to now think that, but now i got to work for everything else that, gave, that came with that gift. That is not God's purpose for you today. A lot of people, maybe you grew up with, uh, with parents who were impossible to please. No matter what you did, you always felt like it wasn't good enough or you're not doing enough or you're not accomplishing enough. A lot of people, when we, when, in our relationship with God, we transfer that role of parent to God. And all of a sudden, they're serving an unpleasable God. Listen, that's not God. He doesn't want you to, to see him that way. And in our minds, if this is kind of how God is, in our minds, we're always saying, you know, God, I just can't measure up. We always think God's like, shape up, get with it, knock it off. No matter how much you, you, you serve God or you, or you put effort to God, it's never enough. That's perfectionism. It's feeling like everything has to be perfect. And if it's not, then you feel like God is not happy with you, never happy with you. Jesus, please hear me today. Receive this today. Jesus came so you can be free from this mentality and rest in the fact, and this is going to blow your mind, that if you are in Christ, you are secure, regardless of if, whether you are perfect or not. You don't have to feel insecure if God's going to take care of you, if God's going to provide for you, if God's going to give you peace or meet you, if God's love is going to rest on you, if he's going to care. And, and listen, God's desire is to meet your needs. He demonstrated that on the cross. He didn't change his mind. And here's what I want you to hear today. God doesn't just love me. You might be, yeah, Jason, of course God loves me. Yeah, he loves everybody. God so loved the world. No, I get that. No, but listen, listen. God even likes you. He even likes you. When he sees you, he, he sees you as, as like he sees his son. He's, he's pleased with you. He, that's my girl. That's my boy. He likes you and he loves you. God knew that you could never measure up. That's why Jesus came. That's why we just celebrated Easter. You couldn't measure up, so Jesus measured up for you. Giving you all that you need in life, in crisis, during quarantine, in provision, in isolation, in fear, in doubt, in your weakness, the grace of God is given to you so that you can be free from trying to perform for God and be perfect. And your perfection is the only way that you'll get what God wants to offer you. That is a lie. Jesus came to set you free from that. God sent his son to set you free from that. 
So, yeah, but Jason, it's my weakness and God's, you know, I know God's judging me for my weakness. Or you can look at it this way out of 2 Corinthians. This is what the scripture says. It says, my grace, look at this, my grace is sufficient for you. When? For my power is made perfect in your weakness. So here you are trying to be perfect and not have any weakness. And the Bible says, actually, your weakness is an opportunity for my power to be, made, to, made, to be made perfect in you. That's what you need to know today. Receive the grace of God. God loves you unconditionally. Unconditionally. Without conditions. He likes you without conditions. He loves you on good days. Guess what? He loves you on bad days. He loves you when you read your Bible and pray. Now hang on. He even loves you and likes you on days you don't read your Bible and pray. He loves you when you blow it. His love and his affection towards you, listen to me, according to the Bible, is not based on your behavior. It's unconditional. This is, this is the greatest thing you could ever hear. I want you to walk in this understanding that God loves you and likes you. Stop putting up barriers of your, of your own self to know, God, you can't because I've done this. Stop it. God's grace tears down all barriers. You can't earn his grace. He loves you and likes you when you don't feel very lovable or likable. He loves you and likes you when, you when you don't even love and like yourself. Paul says, forget about this trap of perfectionism. The Bible says it will rob you of your freedom. Hebrews 12 says, it says, Jesus is the perfecter of your faith. He's the one who's going to perfect you. It's his job. So even in our weakness, God uses us. God uses even the weakness in your life for the good. He turns them around and brings good out of them. That's how good he is. In our brokenness and our weakness, God's like, oh, that's perfect. I can use that. And he does it because he's a God of grace. Be free today in Jesus' name from perfectionism. And embrace God's love and his grace. God doesn't alternate. Please hear me today. From being for you and then against you based off of your perfection. God is, if you are in Christ Jesus, he is always for you. <laughs> always. If you are in Christ Jesus, he's, God sees you as perfect already. Therefore, take steps today. And believing in him, that he has all things that you need. You just need to embrace them and be free from perfectionism in Jesus' name. I speak that over you today. Receive that today in Jesus' name. A second hindrance that keeps us from walking in the reality of the amazing grace of God is number two, legalism. And I'll explain what legalism means in just a moment. Legalism. 
What does, what does it mean to struggle with legalism? I just have three little sub-points here. The first one is this. The well, first thing it means is that you're, you're living in your own strength. Legalism is, I got I to gotta get my will in line. I got I to gotta put forth the effort. I got to do the energy. I got to do the work. This is the idea that, yes, we're saved by grace, yes, but then we live the Christian life in our own strength. And then here's what legalism does. It causes us to despise our own humanness. The fact that we can't always follow all the rules. And this area of legalism causes us to beat ourselves up all the time because we have human tendencies and human weaknesses. Listen, God didn't send his own son to take upon himself all of your weakness, all of your brokenness, all of your sin, and crucify him gruesomely as he did. And he, and he was mocked, he was spit on, he was, he was abused, he was cursed, so that then afterwards you would still have to live your life in your own strength. He didn't do that. He did everything for you. I would encourage you today to embrace being human. Embrace being human and let God be God and meet you in your weakness. Stop trying to hide you. Just confess your weakness and trust in God's strength and not yours. A second description of what legalism could, is, is this. Legalism is living according to your own rules. What this means is now we've, there are God's rules that he's set up. And he's, he, he has told us to obey. And then we thought, you know what? I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add some more rules to that. That's why it says Jesus, the title of the, the message today, Jesus is grace plus nothing equals everything. Jesus is everything. What he said is everything. It's final. It's finished. And so in legalism, we can live by our own rules. This is about us adding rules beyond what God has already defined as the basis for his relationship with us. Jesus gave us the commands in the New Testament that are for our good. They're not moving. They, they haven't changed. We don't need to add to them to get what God has already provided for us. We need to understand that God has already provided everything for us. We don't need to add anything else. We don't need to, to beat ourselves on the back to show God that somehow we don't need to, to add more rules to follow to, tell, to show God, see, we are now worthy of you doing something in our lives. The third description of what legalism is, is this, living to earn God's favor. I got to earn God's favor. I got to do something to, to, to get in his good graces. It was a belief and still is today. That things and actually your favor with God could be increased before God. Honestly, listen to me. The most shocking, the most shocking aspect of Christianity is that God's pleasure and favor towards us is not based on us. That's shocking. That makes no sense. I'm going to repeat that again. The most shocking aspect of Christianity is that God's favor and pleasure towards us is not based on us. This is why God put this book of Galatians in the Bible. 
Because he wants you to understand the gospel of Jesus Christ in its totality. This isn't about, oh, the gospel is just for salvation. No, the gospel is the door into salvation, but the gospel is to be applied to our lives every single day of our lives. You need to understand it's about, it's about God's grace. He wants you to understand the work that he's done for you that's already available to you. This is what some people were doing in this book of, in, in, in Galatia. They were trying to really say, you know what, if you, if you want more favor with God, then you need to add something. You need to do something more. You need to make another rule. So it was Jesus in, the, in, in this book. It was Jesus plus something. But Paul was like, I don't think so. He said, no way. This is not the true gospel. That is not what Jesus meant for you. So, you need to think, well, Jason, it doesn't matter. We can just add some things and add, no, no, no. Okay. They were doing that in the church. And Paul wrote this to them in Galatians 1. As we've already said, so now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, another, in other words, other than what I told you, let them be under God's curse. Legalism does not lead to the life that Jesus purchased for you. It doesn't show God that you love him more. You need to know this. God wants you to be free from perfectionism and legalism. And he wants you to live in his strength, receiving all that he has given you in the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We can be so ingrained with this lie that God's pleasure and his favor and his provision and his love is based off of our performance, based off of our ability to overcome our own weaknesses, based off of our ability to, to, to not stumble and fall at times. And I, I, listen, I want to give you two quick life-changing truths that will destroy perfectionism and legalism and open your lives to everything God has purchased for you. We're going to walk in something fresh and new in this new season. So, the first life-changing truth is this. One, the gospel is completely and totally free. Okay? So what does that mean then? Th this should be, it was free to you. Paul actually starts the letter by saying this. Grace to you and peace. So the gospel is about grace. Grace is something that you did not earn it. It just, it's given to you. It's over and abundant what you deserve. It's over and abundant. Anything that you, any hoop that you jumped, it just, it's given to you. The gospel is free. And Paul starts this letter and writes it to you today. Grace to you and peace. It's the beginning of his letter. Grace to you. And then the end of his letter, this is what he writes. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you, with your spirit, brothers and sisters. Amen. So it's sandwiched. The two bookends in this book of Galatians is grace and grace. And then all the middle, it's all about grace. It's all about what God has done for you. I want you to receive that today. Grace to you. Grace to your family. Grace to your mind that is it's worrying. Grace to your body that's suffering. Grace to the loneliness into your heart. Grace and whatever you're dealing with. Grace to your financial position. Grace with something you're struggling with. Grace to you. And others, receive what you haven't earned because God wants to give it to you today. That's the grace 
of God. This is all about God's grace. The word grace is used a hundred times in the New Testament. God's trying to say something to you today. That what he offers you is completely and totally free. God's favor, free. His salvation, free. His love, free. His mercy, free. His provision, free. He's not waiting for you to tick a little box, jump through a little spiritual hoop, pull a lever to get his attention, and to perform. He wants you to know that his provision, healing, hand, care, love has nothing to do with your performance, but has everything to do on his performance. It's mind-blowing. But this is the scandalous grace of God. God wants you to know that your life has nothing to do with what you do. But it's what's already been done. It was God. Listen to this. Think about this. Why are you saved today? It was God that set you apart. You didn't do it. It was God who called you. You didn't call yourself. It was God who saved you by revealing to you through the Holy Spirit that you needed a Savior, Jesus. It was God whose Holy Spirit convicted you and actually showed you that you were a sinner and you needed Jesus. You didn't do any of it. And it was all by grace. And it was all free. And it still is free. This is the amazing grace of God. Ephesians 1. Listen to this incredible passage. Our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every, just wherever you are, say every, every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. So he chose you before you could ever choose him. He already chose you. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship or daughtership. Through Jesus Christ, in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely, say freely, he is freely giving us in the one he loves, speaking about Jesus. And the second life-changing truth is that the gospel is freeing. Not only is it free to you, but it's freeing to you. Not only was it just a gift to you, it is something that allows you to be free in your life. Listen to what God says to us out of Galatians 1, 4. Jesus gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age. He wants to rescue you. Right now, it seems like we're in a pretty present evil age. Lots of unknowns, lots of uncertainties. But actually, Jesus gave himself for our sins to rescue us. It's important to understand this word rescue. It's used in other places. The exact Greek word is used in other places. In Acts 7, it talks about how the Israelites were rescued or freed from slavery. In Acts 12, it's used to describe how Peter was rescued or freed from prison. In Acts 23, the word is used when Paul was rescued by Claudius 
from being lynched in a mob. The word rescue in Galatians is not just about being delivered from the guilt of sin, though that's true. It's also about, listen to me, being delivered from the power of this present age, our, cir our circumstances. This present age refers to the world we live in, to the effects of the world we, we live in. In other words, God's grace can rescue you from any trial, any trouble that you're facing. If you are in Christ Jesus, this free gospel to you, listen to me, free gospel means that you get all of who God is right where you are today. And he wants you to be free from everything that is not his will in your life. You can be free from sin, free from guilt, free from shame. You can be free from poverty, free from sickness, free from fear, because you have access to those provisions because of your faith in God through Jesus Christ. So, my friends, my church, faith today, you be free in the name of Jesus and begin to walk in the grace and the goodness of God, finding access. Not looking at your performance, not looking, did you measure up? But look, Jesus, did you measure up? Jesus, do you offer me freely the gifts? And the answer is yes, then walk and accept that today. You have been freed from the inside out to live based on Christ's power in your life, through your life, and for your life. I want you to, I know for many of you this message, you're wrestling with it because it goes against everything. Maybe you've even been taught before. But let me encourage you, the Bible is true and clear. Everything that was given to you was by grace. You didn't deserve it. So what do you need today? Do you need provision? then by grace, receive it. What do you need today? Do you need healing in your marriage? Then by grace, receive it. What do you need today? Is it forgiveness? Then by grace, receive it. What do you need today? Do you need healing? By grace, receive it. We hope you enjoyed the message. If you'd like to watch a service live online, you can join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at live.faith.church. For everything else, visit faith.church. That's faith.church.